Good morning, everyone. Thank you for tuning in or listening today. Um, the scripture that I'm going to use today comes from John chapter 10, verses 1 through 10. John chapter 10, verses 1 through 10. Before we go to the Lord's word, let's go to the Lord in prayer. Lord, I thank you once again for this day that you have given us, Father, for this time that we come together, this time that we have set aside to listen, Father. I pray that you be with the listener, Lord. pray that you watch over and guide and lead them, guide and be with them, Lord. pray that you guide and use me, Lord, this day. Guide and speak through me, Lord, that your word, word would be spoken. I ask all these things in your Son, Jesus Christ's name I pray. Lord, let it be. Amen. John chapter 10. I tell you the truth, the man who does not enter the sheep pen by the gate, but climbs in by some other way is a thief and a robber. The man who enters by the gate is the shepherd and his of his sheep. The watchman opens the gate for him and the sheep listen to his voice. He calls his own sheep by name and leads them out. When he has brought out all his own, he goes on ahead of them and his sheep follow him because they know his voice. But they will never follow a stranger. In fact, they will run away from him because they do not recognize a stranger's voice. Jesus used this figure of speech, but they did not understand what he was telling them. Therefore, Jesus said again, I tell you the truth, I am the gate for the sheep. All who ever came before me were thieves and robbers, but the sheep did not listen to them. I am the gate. Whoever enters through me will be saved. He will come in and go out and find pasture. The thief comes only to steal and kill and destroy. I have come that they may have life and have it to the full. In our scripture, uh, Jesus comes to this point because he's heard of a man that he healed. He healed a blind man and um the Pharisees had a problem with Jesus healing this man because he healed him on a Sabbath. And so they brought him in for question. And so once they were asking him questions, they didn't like his answers. So they threw him out of the synagogue. And Jesus uh, saw this man, tracked him down, and um, was um, talking to him and speaking to him and telling him about the, the men that had uh, threw him out of the um, synagogue. And we come to this point where Jesus now begins to talk and begins to uh, uh, relay his message to us today. In our walk with the Lord, there might be times when we're tempted to step outside the will of God. The world calls us, calls us and we can do two things, answer or run away. Maybe we lived in the world before and understand what the world wants and the world desires. We are sinful by nature, but we're saved by grace. And we're still living in a world that calls us, that calls us by name, knows our name, and calls us to do things that are counter to the word of God, calls us to do things that are counter to the will of God. And so we can do two things here. We can answer the, the call of the world and do what the world wants us to do, or we can run away. At a certain point, we, we know who is, who's talking to us. At a certain point, we understand that uh, who's calling my name. Who's calling me? And, and we understand that voice. Samuel, uh, this young man Samuel at the time in chapter, uh, chapter 3 of 1 Samuel, uh, hears the, vo the, the voice of the Lord calling him. And he's confused and he thinks that it's his teacher, Eli. And so three times uh, Samuel goes to Eli and, and tells him, Yes, you called me, you called me, you called me, uh, uh, so uh, here I am. And the third time... Uh, this is, Sam, uh, this is Eli's response in 1 Samuel chapter 3, verses 8 and 9. The Lord called Samuel a third time, and Samuel got up and went to Eli and said, Here I am, you called me? Then Eli realized that the Lord was calling the boy. So Eli told Samuel, Go, lie down, and if he calls you, say, Speak, Lord, for your servant is listening. So Samuel went 
and lay down in his place. And so for each and every one of us, when we come to the Lord, we need to know who's calling. We need to understand God's voice. We need to understand and know that God is calling us. When our mom calls us or when our dad calls us or when our children calls, we know their voice. We know the, what it sounds like and we can recognize it. But is God's word, is God's voice so clear that we can recognize it like that? Is it so clear that we understand that it is God calling us to do some, to do this or that? Um, but, you know, to get to that point, to get to that understanding, there's a learning curve, and we need to go through that. We need to go through that learning curve, and this is where the, the teachers and the ministers and the pastors come into play. They, they show us and they, they help us understand God's calling for our life, God's word for our life. And, you know, I've had many people ask me, you know, or say to me, you know, how do I know it's God? How do I know that God is calling me? How do I know that it's God calling my name? That it's God calls me to do something. And th that's, that in itself is, is very, you know, uh, specific because there's only, there's, there's certain types of things that God can use, you know, in dreams, uh, uh, basic, you know, he can, you know, we can hear the voice. But the most clearest way is God's word. God's word is the most clearest form of us hearing from him. If you want to know what God has to say to you, read God's word. If you want to know what God wants you to do, read God's word. If you want to know what God's calling in, calling is for your life, read God's word. When you read God's word, you have the clearest voice that he has. You have the clearest voice and the clearest understanding he's trying to relay to you. And so we got, need to get into God's uh, God's word so that we understand what God wants for each and every one of us. So, God, God, so we understand what God wants us and needs us to be. And we can't do that outside of his word. But when we get into the word of God, he relays to us what he wants us to do. And so for each and every one of us, you know, we get to a point where we sometimes, you know, uh, want to have get advice from somebody, want advice. And people come and ask for my advice at times. But, you know, the first thing that we should do, the thing that we need to do as brothers and sisters in Christ, as it says in Matthew chapter 6, verse 33, it says, But seek ye first the kingdom of God and his righteousness. We're not to go to our brothers. We're not go to go to our sisters, our mom, our dad, our husbands, our wives. We're going, we need to first go to God. We need to seek God within our life. We need to seek God for the things that concern us the most. We need to go to him. Our, our, we're not to go to our next door neighbor, not, go, not to go to our pastor, not to go to anyone else other than God first. And then if God sees fit that you need to speak to someone else, he'll lead you to someone else. He'll lead you to your pastor. He'll lead you to your friend because we get stuck in that sometimes. Maybe a friend gave us good advice at one time and we end up going back and back to them, back to them for advice for to the same person because they gave us advice one time and it seemed to work out and it worked out good. And then so I'm going to go to them rather than to God. But they're, they're not going to give you all the advice, all the good advice all the time. So we need to seek God first. Seek God first for what he wants for our lives. And God will speak to us and we hear his voice and we know and we run to it. And, and any other voice that's out there, any other voice of the world that calls us, we run away from it. We run in the opposite direction of it. Because you know when, you've, when you're in the world and you come out of it, you want to you know, remove, remove yourself from that. Remove yourself from the world. And we want to be part of God's family. And so we seek God. So to hear God's voice, we must seek Him first and foremost. There is no other thing we should do. 
If we fail to do so, when we listen to other voices, other voices come in. When we fail to go to God first, other voices replace God's. And we follow those voices. Jesus called out the Pharisees for not listening to the voice of God, for not listening for God. In John chapter 8, verses 44 and 40, uh, 43 and 44, this is what he says. Why is my language not clear to you? You know, we all speak English, and, and, and for us, you know, that, we, that, are, that are listening, and for those that we speak to, that English is probably our first language, and we understand what English is, and, and, and Jesus was talking to these gentlemen in their, their language, and he says, why is my language not clear to you? And here's the reason why. He gives the reasoning as to why, when he speaks, they don't understand him. It says, because you are unable to hear what I say. You belong to your father, the devil, and you want to carry out your father's desire. He was a murderer from the beginning, not holding to the truth, for there is no truth in him. When he lies, he speaks his native language, for he is a liar and the father of lies. And then again in John chapter 8, verse 47, he who belongs to God hears what God says. The reason you do not hear is that you do not belong to God. Amen. And so for each and every one of us, for us, our whole goal is to hear from God, is to hear God's word, because as brothers and sisters in Christ, we belong to God. We are heirs with Jesus Christ to the throne of God, and we belong to him, and we want to hear from him. We want to hear from our fathers. We want to understand what he has for our lives. And so, and so for if on the other end of that spectrum, on the other end of that, you know, there are those that absolutely don't want to hear from God. They don't want to understand God. And to them, God is some foreign object. And the reason they do not want to hear is that they do not belong to God, as it says in John chapter 8, verse 47. Now, Jesus says that they're, that they're leaders. There are leaders within the community or leaders within the, the Jewish nation that, that had to steal their sheep, they had to steal them away, meaning they had to steal them, they had to crawl over the wall, they had to go in and steal the flock. And as we look at this blind man Jesus that Jesus healed, uh, he was the one they could not steal away. The Pharisees, the teachers of the law, they, they were trying to steal away one of Jesus' disciples, this blind man. And they wanted uh, to him to explain away uh, how he was healed. And as he was explaining to them, they couldn't understand. They couldn't understand how this happened or what took place because he was born blind. And he literally saw the light of Jesus Christ. He literally saw this within Jesus Christ. And now because the Pharisees could not steal this man away, they rebuked him and they threw him out of the synagogue. And Jesus comes to this point where he's telling this, uh, this, this story, and uh, this parable to help us understand what he's talking about. And Jesus now comes to verses 7 and 8. And he's talking about the door, the door that, that leads into this corral, or that leads into this uh, safe haven. Now, Jesus makes reference to the fact that he is the door. We come in and out as we please. What I mean by that is when we come into the understanding that Jesus is the Son of God, who came as the Messiah, and we accept what he has done on the cross for our lives, we now enter into the fold of God. We are now placed with God's members. We are now placed as one of God's, and we come in and out of the fold of through his son, Jesus Christ, who laid down his life so that we might be saved. 
so that we might be saved from the ultimate damnation of hell. So we are saved by the blood of Jesus Christ if we accept that. In that salvation presents to us, presented to us through the blood of Jesus Christ comes freedom. And now this is a specific thing that Jesus is talking to uh, the, the Jews at, at the time. You see, in that time, they, they followed what they called the Mosaic Law. The Mosaic Law with the Ten Commandments, all those things, all the do's and don'ts uh, of the law, you know. So they had to follow all these things, and, and they had to follow all these rules and regulations. But the do's and the don'ts made it impossible for them as a society to keep God's law perfect. All the do's and the don'ts made it impossible as individuals to keep God's law perfect. To keep God's perfect law, you see, so they couldn't they couldn't follow it. They couldn't keep it as much as they tried uh, because they were imperfect. They were imperfect, you know, in themselves. But now, what he's saying is, they have a freedom. They have a freedom from the law. They have a freedom from all those regulations, all those regulations that were placed upon them by the law. They they have those freedoms in Christ, and you and I have a freedom in Jesus Christ. We serve Him with our own free will. The great thing about God, the great thing about God is that He lets us choose. Amen. He does not force us to love Him, nor does He force us to, to follow Him. You see, God loves us enough to let us choose. He loves us enough to let us follow Him or not follow Him. Aaron said, choose for yourself this day whom you will, who you will serve. You see, they get a choice. There's a choice there. There's a choice for you and I. And in that choice, if we choose to follow Jesus Christ, then we have a freedom. We have a freedom in Jesus Christ. Jesus heals this blind man. And by all means, he was a, a slave to his blindness. He was at the mercy of society. There were no books for him to read. I'm pretty sure there was no uh, braille at the time. There were no special places that he could go for assistance. There was no social programs put in place for blind people at the time. His occupation, what he was good at, his job was begging. That was his job, was begging. That was his occupation. He had no other training. There was nothing that he was trained in doing except begging. And it was by Jesus that this man was set free. He was set free from this bondage. He had a freedom now in Jesus Christ. He had a freedom that he understood. He knew one, no other thing. He, knew, he, he may not have known, been an educated man. He may not have been a learned man, never read a book in his life. But he knew one thing, that he was blind, but now he can see Amen. That chain, that bondage of blindness is now departed from him. Through Jesus Christ. Through Jesus Christ, his, his bondage is, is, is thrown away and he is set free. Amen. And Jesus here does the same for you and me. He has set us free from all things that bind us to this world, that hold us down, that chain us down. The things we used to, to, to call, that used to call us by name. The world called us by name, saying, Sean, 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 come here. Do this, do that, go here, say this. Wanting us to follow its way. The devil trying to pull us down. 
the devil trying to get us to go back to what we used to do. But amen, we do not answer that anymore. Because we have a new voice that we listen to. We have a new voice that gives us instruction. We have a new voice that we heed to. It is the voice of our Lord and Savior. And through him we have life, a true life. John chapter 14 verse 6 says this. Jesus answered saying, I am the way and the truth and the life. Amen. We have a true life in Jesus Christ. We have that true walk with him. We understand life in its fullest. Amen. We understand that we were living in darkness before. When I look back and I see my life as it was before, how dark it used to be, and now I've come into the light of Jesus Christ. Amen. I see where I was. I was once blind, but now I can see. Amen. It's hard to see in a dark room. You stumble and you fall and you try and make your way. You know, if you get up at night and you don't turn the light on or if you don't have a night light on, you trip and, you know, if you have shoes in the way, you stubble your, stub your foot on the, on the dresser and, and all these things begin to happen. But once that light goes on, you have a clear path. Amen. And Jesus Christ is our light. Jesus Christ is, gives us a full life that we can have. And we have full movement in Jesus Christ. Because when, we're, when, we're, when we are in darkness, we stumble and we fall. And we can't see and we can't find our own way. And so for, through Jesus Christ, we have that light. And we have a true life. Because he lights our way. He guides our way in this dark world. It is by Jesus we have life. And I'm not talking about a mere, the mere act of breathing and eating and taking in oxygen and drinking water. I'm talking more than that. I'm talking about a life which is eternal. I'm talking about a life that is, is for the long haul, for forever. You see, everyone you see has life. Everyone that is around us has, has life. Everyone we talk to on the street has life. But they may not have that eternal life. The eternal life that you and I understand as brothers and sisters in Christ. They may not have that eternal or forever life waiting for them such as we do. This is our life that we have in Jesus Christ. So as you and I come, maybe we haven't lived the way we've, we've started out. Maybe we haven't lived our walk in Jesus Christ the way we should. Maybe we haven't been, uh, we've been stumbling and falling because we're, we're not listening to the voice of God and the light is off and we need to find the light switch and we need to look, turn it back on. Come back to Jesus Christ. Maybe you've never even had that light. Maybe you've never even realized you were in the darkness. Maybe you never even realized that I was walking in darkness, that I am blind. Maybe you never realized that. Come to Jesus Christ and you will have life. You will have true life. Come back to him. Let him lead you. Let him show you what your life is, should be like. Let us pray. Lord, I thank you once again for this day that you have given us, Father. I pray you guide and continue to be with the listener, Lord. Continue to guide and work in their lives. Be with each and every one of us, Father, Lord. That we would heed your voice, Father. That we would listen to you, Lord. That we would listen for your words, Lord. That we would uh, get into your word, Father. Get into what you would have us to, to know, Lord, for our lives. Lead us in the direction you would have us to go. Guide us and be with each and every one of us, Father. I ask all these things in your Son, Jesus Christ's name I pray, Lord. Lord, let it be. Amen.
Thank you for listening again today. Um, for our church, it looks like we, till May 31st, it ends our uh, stay-at-home restriction here um, on the Colorado River Indian Tribes. So it looks like we will start back on June, the first uh, Sunday in June. So hopefully that's what we're shooting for. If anything else comes up, I will be sure to let you know. Thank you for listening. Amen.